Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. I am Alex Horn. I break the news. I am Alex Horn. I break the news for you. I am Alex Horn. I break the news. Yeah. I am Alex Horn. I break the news. Hello. I am Alex Horn. I break the news. Yeah. I am Alex Horn. I break the news for you. I am Alex Horn. I break the news. Hello. I am Alex Horn. I break the news. Here we go. Uh oh. We're off. Hello and welcome to Alex Horn breaks the news. It's the tricky third episode of the second series. The episode. We've all been dreading. Good luck, everyone. So here we are in the very early stages still. It's the very beginning of what is a semi-topical podcast in which recent news items are treated very much like crabs on a beach near some curious children. We look at them, laugh at them, poke them a bit, but we never really fully understand them. We pick them up, turn them over, are a bit disgusted by what we see, then we put them back on the beach and carry on with our naive lives as the crab scuttles back into its hole, forever scarred by the experience. And lying next to me on the beach, staring at these news crabs, are three highly unqualified men. In order of height, tallest to shortest, as I think all cues should be arranged, we have a man described by News Weekly as attractive in a completely illogical way rugged but clearly pathetic feeble but heroic the love child of mr and mrs watson it's mark watson hello mark hello i thought i didn't think i was the tallest i thought he was the tallest well you are because we've done it in order of height tallest oh, I to shortest, so you must yeah be. yeah oh, well, so you would, the... because i said you first it means you're the tallest oh no i understand the uh, the rules and regulations so the I'm next just... one will be the second tallest yes and then it'll be the, the least yes. tall after that the smallest okay well, we'll crack on the shortest, shortest thank you Robin. Say, yeah. you're not in it yet yeah. i don't want to get technical but... the least no. tall or the shortest yes the small one hi alex good morning mark and or whatever time of day it is when you're listening and next up it's another man two in a row described by the scotsman Sorry, described by a Scotsman as half man, half boy, nearly 100% water or carbon or something. It's Ramesh Ranaganathan. Hello, how are you? All right. Um, how, we've not met, have we met before tonight? We met just before ha- um, the podcast. How did you know there. that I was not as tall as Mark? Is there, is there something on Wikipedia that says how? It was genuinely a guess. I'm going to be quite yeah. gangly. I'm just gangly. Mark's gangly, I'm, Ramesh is of Sri Lankan heritage. I they are I, short people. I, would not I don't think it was a racist issue. I'm not I, saying it's racist. I'm just saying I it's a trait. I'm not saying it's racist. Let's stop pigeonholing me like that. I don't pigeonhole me assuming that I'm being pigeonholed. I, I don't gonna... like the way you bowl, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and, finally, and finally, the non-comic on the panel, who is nevertheless, and almost quite insultingly, funny. He's a writer on the new hot TV programme, Krakenori. Yeah. He's also an actor and a tourist. A Taurus. It's Alex Carter. 
Right now, I'm talking to you, the listener. Hello. you alone, because mm. today's magic word is Norway. That's right. They don't know it, but if either guest says the word Norway, they'll win themselves a special prize. Something very cheap. So good luck, guys. Good luck. Let's see if they say Norway. There's a lot of fun. Yes. Okay, and before we start, can I just ask you, Ramesh? Yes. Have you been on holiday this year? Um, Yet? Yes. Yeah, where did you where did you go? I went. It's not. Re- I mean, it's not really a proper holiday. Where I did you, all to, I care about? Where Where did you go? I went to Butlins no, in Bognor Regis. Doesn't count, Mark. I went to Portugal. No, Mark. Have you been? On, have you done many gigs outside of the UK this year? Oh yes, yes I have. Where? Well, uh, in Australia. <sighs> no. Okay, so first question. So um, Alex is, is scoring. You You're fine. Yeah. Alex is scoring. First question: What will happen to Michael? <laughs> Kane? mate. What will happen to Michael Kane when he fills up with petrol at Tesco's in the future? So it's a buzz-in one if you want to use your buzzers. Oh, we haven't been given buzzers. You should have brought your buzzers. Well, Most that people did, bring I wasn't buzzers. in the email that I was sent. I what? forgot my buzzer. No, there we go. <laughs> Frustrating, I brought you to a couple of things yesterday. Yeah. Even quizzes. It's so weird, I've always got my buzzer with me, and I just thought today I probably won't need it. Well, just yeah, sort exactly. of, whoever speaks first. It's like then. an umbrella, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> have you brought an umbrella? No, that's what I mean, it's like an umbrella. I keep I my umbrella one. with my buzzer, so yeah, I've got, too, I have yeah. neither. Genuinely? I've, yeah, and then yeah. brother and buzzer covered. Yeah. Unbuzzer, I call it. You're, you're unbuzzered. Buzzrello, I make it. Well, that's much better. <laughs> that's much better. What will happen to Michael Caine when he fills up with petrol at Tesco's in the future? Because it's going well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> For 15 points. Um, I, that's up to you, actually. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah I'll, I'll decide. I mean, if he fills too. up with petrol... What t- is Michael Caine? Bzz. What? Yes. Oh, he's an actor. Or oh, it's a film no, star. No. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Rumish? Uh, it used to be. Is he a sort of a, is it is it a substance that's sort of an offshoot of cocaine? No, that, no, I, like a diluted version. Bit of the old Michael. Yeah, it is actually. I am talking about Michael Caine, but it's not the fact that he's an actor that's important. I see. Yeah, he's a driver. I'm just I don't going, think he is a driver. Petrol. Wait, is it that he's old? He doesn't drive. He's old. He's old. Well, maybe he does drive. But he's not. Some points for pointing out he's old. Okay, so what will happen to an old man when he fills up with petrol at Tesco's in the future? <laughs> will he get a discount on it or something? Nope. He will die because petrol is toxic. You can't fill yourself up. Oh, he means the, oh, no, he fill up the car yeah. with petrol. Okay, it's just that you said he wasn't a driver and then it sort of misled me. I feel like you're sort of steering me down the wrong path. I can ask the question really um, In a more infantile manner. Yeah. yeah so Tesco's are doing a thing, and it's been in the news this week, yeah. where when you fill up with petrol, they're going to sort of do something. Right. But if you're an old guy, like Well, Michael yeah, Payne. your age is relevant to this thing. I reckon I should get a couple of points for just the age. Oh, I'll that. decide who gets the you points. You really are getting a bit needy mm. with that, to be it's honest. Not if you just said it once and left it, then so maybe you would have got some points. Just keep banging on about it. I'll tell you the answer, and then you can answer the question. Okay. Tesco's is going to scan people's faces, then use facial recognition technology to target advertising at them. So what will happen to Michael Caine when he fills up with petrol at Tesco's just in the future? Just Dark Knight Rises every time, and he's thinking, yeah. oh, God. I think that's Caine. So that was that first question. Uh, he'll receive adverts targeted at yeah. his sort of age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a talking point, isn't it? Something that's only that will only blow the doors off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they will recognise. For... I don't think it's more. They won't recognise exactly who you are. They'll oh, recognise okay, that fine. he's an he's an old man, so he might want to buy some old man products. Yeah, but it can be Mints. potentially insulting. <laughs> Sorry, any other old man products? Oh, they like to- those toffees, don't they? Worthers. To- Mints and toffees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Werther's yeah. Originals. Yeah. Fisherman's Friend. They basically just suck things all day, old man. Suckables. Is there, is there a sort of a, a shelf? Michael Caine will receive an awful lot of suckable adverts. <laughs> Moving on, I'm now going to hit you with the 44-second explanation section. This is, I think, the best bit of the show. So after this, no need to carry on listening, really. This is the bit where I get you to explain to me a news story that I don't fully understand in 44 seconds. You're going to take turns. Also, um, 
Today, I don't want you to use the letter P too much. Okay, so bear that in mind. So you can maybe have one or two, but not. Well, just try. You'll get points for what, not what, using what letter if P. We, what if it's a silent P? Like, for example, if the story is involving pterodactyls. Well, will you still like, be using the letter P? Well, no, I won't be using it phonetically, but it will be there in well, the if, word. Well, how would you pronounce pterodactyl if without the letter P? Pterodactyl. Yeah, so just spell it wrong. Just spell it like okay, that. Okay, right, fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're going to say potato, you can spell that wrong as well and say potato. Potato. Yeah. It's going to be fun, isn't it? It's a pretty good game, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I disagree, but... So I'm okay. just starting the, just getting the clock ready. I have to press it 44 times. Mark, you, you get work. to go first, Mark. Okay. You've got 44 seconds to explain to me, without using letter P too much, the HS2 development story. Go. Oh, this is the the um, uh, very fast train network. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're thinking thing. too much about the letter P. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. It's impossible not to. Impossible, there's uh, one. It's impossible not to. Well, you've already... There's no point repeating a bit. I'm allowed to say it as much as you want. Uh, you're really eating 44 <laughs> seconds here. Yeah, so so far I've learned it's a fast train uh, project. No one can uh, agree whether it's a good idea or not because it costs about £48 billion, pounds, and euros, <laughs> and um, it's... Uh, if, if you're going to use euros, can you convert it to euros? About please? 70 billion euros, okay. and it might be fine or it might not be fine, basically. <laughs> and you've got eight seconds left. Well, do you, do you think it's fine? I, I'd like it because I like trains. Yeah, okay. I don't mind if people's houses get demolished for them. Including my house? Yes, probably. Okay. Yeah, you live on it. Yeah, I do live on it. <laughs> fine. Good. I thought that went quite well. Yeah, well, you, you conjectured the news story. He said people's houses, he didn't pick him up on that. Oh, thank you, Ryan. Uh, I You're think right I'll find it when it's played back. I said meeples, mouses. I'm going to ask you for the scores after. What would you yeah, say, yeah, mouses? Because I was just in the mind. The P thing got into my brain a bit. Romesh, your turn. You have 44 seconds and no letter P's to explain to me A.P. McCoy. Why is he in the news this week? A. McCoy, as I call him, because I know him, is in the news because of a strange situation. Um, well, I it's guess a difficult that's all one to, new stories in a way. It's a difficult one to explain. Uh, Do you know who he is? No. Mm. <laughs> Can you give me a tougher for you? He's a, yeah, one of these. Jockey. Jockey. Yeah, he's a jockey. He was riding a horse. Mm. And that's what he does best. And uh, he fell. He fell off the horse. No, the opposite, really. He fell onto the horse <laughs> from a great height. He famously fell onto a horse. <laughs> And it damaged its sign. No, its sign? I was doing spiral. Oh, so I did, yeah. <laughs> I thought that went really well. Yeah. Well, you didn't use any letter P's. Yeah. But you also said that A.P. McCoy's in the news because he fell onto a horse. <laughs> not... Under your guidance? Well, I was trying to guide you to the right answer. What's the right answer? He's about to win a landmark race or something. Yeah, he's won 3,999. How is that the opposite of falling off a horse? Well, well he, he stayed on the horse. He didn't fall off the horse. He did the opposite of falling off a horse. Yeah, I was about to win a big race. What? What are you on about? Well, he, he's good he's, on the horse. He's, he's continually stayed on horses, I suppose. Is that he's it's permanently on a horse. On, that's yeah. the only way. He's, 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 he's on a horse. He never leaves yeah. a horse. He's always on a bloody horse, that guy. That's why he's so good at riding them. Yeah. put it at the breakfast table. He lives on one. So, Alex Carter, what are the scores for that round? For that round, it's it's Romesh has got no points because I deducted one. Can't remember why. Did you insult me? No. And Mark's it's an got absolute three. joke. Three no, it's right. well you done, can mate. still swing it round. I don't, give do a, I don't care. I don't want to. If it's going to be played like this, mate. Oh, let's God. get Alex Carter more involved. Hello, Alex. Get Carter. Hello. Well, that's Brackets involved. Okay. involved. Yeah, I'm pretty well. I'm a bit sort of um, a bit low. Hey, what? Such In tension. Or? Well, just everything. So you've written a story for Krakenori. Well done. Yes. 
What is Kraken Ori? It sounds more impressive than it is because I didn't mm. write it all. Oh. I co-wrote it. That's... I've got a writing husband. Okay. So, yeah. What is Kraken Ori? Kraken Ori, it's, it's kind of an, an adult Jack and Ori, but more addictive. Hence the adult title. in the sort of adult shop sense? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Um, but I, I, it's, it's got a similar kind of theme and tone to Jack and Ori that we all know and love. Hmm. And each week it's kind of uh, a, a story read out by a, a famous sort of face of comedy. I was going to come up, come on to that. Who's the famous face of comedy that read out your story? Sorry, the story that you co-wrote with somebody else. Is it Richard Hammond? Hammond? Yeah. The famous face of comedy. What? No, but don't... R- Richard Hammond. Don't make this awkward for me, because I'm coming on here trying to sell this. Mm, okay? But oh, you yeah, said fair. famous face of comedy. Um, I think it's definitely no, awkward now. Yeah. No, but uh, read the other names. Read the other names. Oh, I haven't. Thanks re- for the insult. Well, because uh, I know that Harry Hill, Harry Enfield is doing it. Harry Enfield, yeah. Rebecca Front. Rebecca Front. They were famous. Sally faces. Phillips. Oh, these are famous faces of comedy. Yeah. And don't Charlie Hickson. Sarah Solomons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Richard Hammond. Hammond. I think I'm doing Birmingham Highlight with Sally Phillips this weekend, actually. <laughs> yeah, because Hammond's at the Glee, isn't he? Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> He tried to double it's it really up. Good. It's really good. No, it is good. I have seen bits of it, and it is really good. It is really good. What has been discovered <laughs> hidden behind piles of out-of-date food in a shabby flat? This is quite a big story, this one. You should probably have um, read about this or heard about this all over the news. What's been discovered hidden behind piles of out-of-date food in a shabby flat piles of out-of-date in food. Germany? Oh, find? is it the old... The old... Uh, the things they stole yes. in the war? Yes. The na- things the Nazis stole. The Nazi things. Nazi stuff. Yes. Romesh further behind now. <laughs> so it was £1 billion... You don't know that until you've gone to... He's doing the points. So oh, no, but I'm just presuming because he got it right and you didn't, that he will get yeah, more points. Yeah, but you points. don't know. The way that he arbitrarily hands out points... I, I don't might, think it was ever I arbitrary. I might have been given the points for scratching my forehead. No, but also yeah, I can see what he's written. Right, okay. A little bit of daylight between Watson and Rangan. £1 billion pounds worth of art... Nazi art. Well, art seized by the Nazis. Artsy. Artsies. Artsies, yeah. Can I maybe give Romish and Mark a point? No, Romish did get that slightly first. Can you name any of the artists whose work was featured in the Nazi hall? Um, um, It's yes or no, really. Oh, right, no. No, we can't, no. (laughs) Okay. So did we get points for that? Because we were both yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> point, point each. Thoroughly accurate. Picasso, Renoir, Harris, Matisse, that sort oh, of thing. Oh, we've guessed Picasso. He's mm. one of the ones I know. Sort of been bold enough to guess. <laughs> Hildebrand Gerlit is the name of the guy. He amassed his collection during the 30s and 40s. This is just fact. This is take home, really. It's not true uh, or false or anything like that. No, this isn't. You're not really involved in this. He he bought he bought them from Jews escaping Germany at a cheap price. And his son Cornelius has been hiding them and has been selling off his collection bit by bit to fund his lifestyle. They're buying Cornelius. more and more food that he won't eat. Yeah. That's yeah, in his shabby flat. Addiction. Yeah. So, Just Alex, as a story writer, is that a good story? Yes. Hmm. And now we're going to have a quick game of Art Monitor. And that's a pun on Heart Monitor. And I came up with that because I just realised that I didn't never realised this before, that Art Attack is a pun on Heart Attack. Did you know that? A fairly straightforward pun, Did I you realise it was a pun on Heart Attack? It's not. Why do you think it must be? pun on a heart attack. Do you think it isn't? Why? Well, why would you do that? Well, it's that's what I thought. Program. Well, that's what I thought. But I think it must be. Otherwise, why would you call it heart attack? Oh, that's I think not it, a phrase. I think it must be to do with heart attack. Yeah. It's like, it is a bit sinister. You're right. Hmm. It's like calling a TV show Funaria. Something like that. What it is like that. That's why I think this is a worthy talking point. Uh, okay, I think so. we should uh, keep that idea to ourselves in the UK TV offices, <laughs> or someone will have it. Welcome to Art Monitor. It. Is the art monitor game okay? And that was the 
Worst jingle of the series there. I thought I'd record a really horrible one, so we've got that title done, the worst one. So here we go. What would cost more money? Uh, Ramesh, you first. The top 20 most expensive paintings in the world or putting the first man on the moon? What would cost more? Cost more? Oh, that's a good question, Alex. Well, thank you, Ramesh. You point there to Ramesh. I think um, putting a man on the moon. Hmm. Right. Uh, would be the second most expensive behind the No, that would be the most expensive. <laughs> There'd be loads more, literally 10 times as much. $24 billion to put the first man on the moon. $2.5 billion for the 20 most expensive I mean, paintings. you stitched me up. Well, uh, well I think you talked like, yourself out of that one. <laughs> all, I, all I think I did was go, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very mm. good, though, the way you did that. It's great. Thank you, Ramesh. Yeah. Mark. We used to have a show, didn't we, Alex? What would cost more? Yeah. Not being, we did, Mark and I did a quiz show, not been recommissioned. It's been parked. It's been parked? It needs, it needs to find its audience. where they parked it. Mark, what would cost more? <laughs> what, the most expensive painting ever sold in London. Hmm. <laughs> which is, of course... Did he go too early with the... <laughs> yeah, <pretty cool. laughs> which is, of course, the massacre of the... Uh, uh, the cats. Innocent. Yes. By... Uh, uh, Renoir and Rubens. <laughs> It's a rare double outing for them. <laughs> and Matisse. It was a sort of super group. <laughs> you don't get many co-painters, do you? No. I'm no. Not, I'm, well, no, no it's like Simon and Garfunkel. They, <laughs> can, they can do those painters on there, and you need some help with Crack and Ori, mate. Yeah. Puts things in perspective, <laughs> doesn't it? So what would cost more? The Massacre of the Innocents or Gareth Bale? Ooh. Ooh. Difficult, isn't it? I think that... Um, what was Bale? About 70 million? In about the end? that, yeah, 80, Surely a 86. Pa- a painting can't be as expensive as that. I think Bale was more expensive. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to fall for that shit. Well, I'm not going to fall for it, but this time it probably is the opposite because Horn is very good at this sort of thing. Anyway, I'm going to stick with it. I reckon the, the painting costs less than Bale because otherwise a painting would be more than 87 million. That's terribly expensive mm. for a painting. <laughs> I think it's Gareth Bale that's more expensive. <laughs> well, Bale cost 86 million pounds yeah. to Real Madrid the massacre of the instance also uh, a 50 million yeah Mark's right there there we go there he went that was Barcelona bought that didn't they <laughs> <laughs> left on the bench though like, no, yeah, yeah they had too many paintings of that type <laughs> they don't, they've got, yeah too many Romesh your turn in this yeah okay yeah, sure. almost endless bit of the quiz the most expensive painting ever sold the card players or the penthouse number one Hyde Park Oh, I, I'm going to go for the card players. At £250 million. Yeah. Mm. You think that's more expensive than the £220 million flat in Hyde Park? I believe so. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> he kept his nerve back. Yeah. When he started throwing the figures at me, I thought, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drop the ball here, Didn't Irish. flinch. Didn't flinch. <laughs> Your last one, Mark. And after this, we'll have one where it's, you're both doing it. And Alex will do it as well. Ooh. The Gwenol Lioness sculpture from 5000 Years ago, BC. Oh yeah, <laughs> the second most expensive sculpture ever to have That's been sculpted, isn't it? Because Jesus has just been born there. Or a Formula One team. Oh, which oh. is very strange. Alex, the uh, sorry, Joel, the producer, came up with this. Joel, who's a very. Well, nice doesn't player. it depend on the team? Yeah. I, well, you can ask Joel that. Does it depend on the team? Yes. He's building a shame face. So the sculpture or the Formula One team? So a more or less meaningless question here. <laughs> um, more or less. Less. I'll say the. Um, I'll say the team is one of the crappy teams and the sculpture is more expensive then. Mm, you want to change that? You should change it. I think that it was the wrong. T- uh, so you got Formula it wrong. Team is- no, you oh. didn't change it in time. Oh, I did sort of the Formula One team cost £60 million. Pounds. Right. Which Formula One team is that? Which Formula One team? Don't you know. don't the know. Lowest, the low end. The low end, right, okay. And fine. the sculpture cost £57 million. Pounds. Oh, fair oh. enough. Fair yeah. enough. So either way. 
Last one. In that case, that question actually is all right. Yeah, because yeah, it's any, yeah. any, any, well done, Joel. Sorry, we misjudged you there. That's right. But you're absolutely spot on. It was on. sort of, it was dubiously phrased, but in the end, on its own if terms. The, if the painting evil. price had fallen in the middle of the F1 thing, then I would have been like, what are you doing? Joel, what are you even? Get out. But no, well done, mate. Nailed it. So, what would, like, finally, and you can all have a go at this. Even Alex, the producer of the show, who's sort of rubbing his eyes, can have a go. Uh, the, va- the vase with how many sunflowers by Vincent van Gogh? A couple, a couple, two or three or four, isn't it? Five. Fifteen. Right. Or the cost Times to build three. the, enti- the I entire... I didn't see all of it. He spelled entire wrong here, but to build the entire state building. <laughs> Sorry, the Empire State <laughs> Building. The, Empire, the Empire State Building. So which would cost more? You all have a crack at that. Uh, well, you've got to pay all those men to sit on those girders and... Yeah, we don't show you working. Come on, just... I'm going to go. I'm going to state build. Flowers the, the or state, state, state building, building. must have cost more yeah. than If it was 16 sunflowers, then it would be Yeah, originally, yeah. Oh, the cost of it. You're yeah. not going to knock it down and rebuild it. Oh, okay. No, they've done that. Mm. How much did that cost, and then how much did the fl- flowers cost? Oh, the f- do you mean the actual raw materials for the painting or the actual no. painting itself? No, I think when you're buying a painting, you're not buying <laughs> it and breaking <laughs> it down. How much did the flowers you buy the cost? Finished product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, how much does his painting compared to how much did the building cost? I still think the building's got building yeah. for Mark Romesh. I'll go building. Building, yeah. Alex um, Carter. Yeah, painting. Painting. Alex, the producer. Painting. He knows it. Joel. Painting. Yeah, it is yeah. the painting. So the two people involved in the quiz got it wrong, <clears throat> and everyone else got it right. A quick update now on the PO box situation. I've got a PO box for this. <laughs> On December the 16th, we're doing our first live podcast. And last week, I said I might give a ticket or two to a listener if they send something to my P.O. box. And that something was a picture of me. That's why I've asked listeners to send in pictures of me. Uh, Specifically, a collage of my face made out of other men's faces. So far, no... Sorry, just under one response. (laughs) So you still have time. Send me something, anything to... I've I've got got a P.O. box, P.O. box, 848. Chesham, Buckinghamshire. UK HP5 9BF HP5 9BF That's B for Bravo Meanwhile, thanks to Mike, the van guy who, as always, has been rigorous in his communication with the show he's been back in touch to say his van has not yet been serviced as, as he's been a bit busy so good news and bad news for Mike there OK, we're now going to play a game called Blank Blankety. In this round, you have to take it in turns. Oh, God. To f- <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's now long, so they need a lot of stuff. <laughs> it cuts down to very short. So it's not-, not all these games will make it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. You take it in turns to fill in the blanks in the news story that I'm going to read out. Good luck. It's from the mirror. Do you read the mirror, guys? Uh, yeah. I Do look you- in the mirror. Is that, is that what you mean? No, it's different. When, you don't. Hmm. Have you ever been to a country north of Scotland? This is, again... Uh, Irrelevant. Have no. country north of Scotland? Sweden, I've been to Sweden. Whoa! Here we go. A colony. <laughs> it's you first, Ramesh. A colony of the world's most venomous snakes. No, nope. spiders. Oh, spiders, too late. Have been what? found crawling over, Mark? Uh, um, a mountain. Banana. Uh, yeah, of course it's banana. Bought from a supermarket. You can't get that in a mountain. It has been reported. A. Your turn, Ramesh. A. <laughs> a Dog. A what? Dog. A dog has told of her horror. Brilliant. After his mother. Has, Woman. Oh. Yeah. After spotting dozens of the deadly... Spiders? No, or, arachnids or some bugs? Arachnid <laughs> spiders. Brazilian wander, oh. wandering spiders on the skin of the fruit at her home in... Romesh. Um, Derbyshire. Mark? Uh, Brighton. Back it goes. Oh, this is a bit hard. S- uh, Surrey. Not really a s word, actually. Lincoln. London, nearly. Conti Taylor <laughs> you told... You never think of that one, do you? Conti Taylor told the son that what she thought was... 
uh, mould. On the fruit. Bang. Amazing. Yeah, turned out to be spiders crawling over its skin. She told the newspaper, I thought it was... Mould? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is but when unbelievable. I, I can only answer the questions I've that are put in front of me. I've just knocked that out of the park. I can only I answer the questions <laughs> that are put in front of are me. Are you serious? And yes, so it goes serious. On. But when I had a closer look, I saw some... Ramesh? Movement. Mm, funny looking spots. I had a... Mark? D- panic. Closer look and was horrified to see they were... <laughs> Spiders. Spiders! See, that's not exactly a difficult one. They were hatching out on the table, scurrying around on my... tablecloth. Carpet. That's the end of that. (laughs) Good stuff. What are the scores, Alex Uh, Carter? Romish has somehow swung it back round. And somehow, by getting it right, a lot. 7-6. 7-6, yeah. What's that? What are you saying? I'm just saying it's not over. Well, it is. That's the end of the quiz. No, it's not, unfortunately, for everyone. <laughs> good stuff. And I think this is a good time to turn to our external expert. And this week I travelled across one continent, so I stayed in Europe, to meet a food guru. Here's my interview. Okay. Hello, monsieur... Or should I say bonjour, monsieur Thomas... Monsieur, hello. Oh. Hello, monsieur Thomas Trader. Hello, Alex. Better. You're from France, is that right? England. Mm, near France. And would you call yourself a food guru? No, I call myself Thomas made the pizza. Thomas made the pizza. So did you invent the pizza? Yeah. Um, obviously you like food. Yeah. Do you love uh, food? Yeah, I love chocolate. Mm. And poo. Well, that's not food. Uh, what food do you most enjoy cooking? Chocolate. Chocolate? And what would you say is the best food in in the world? Chocolate. Chocolate again, OK. Well, is it all about food? Yeah, it's all about food. No, I don't want to. When you eat, how do you eat? You, when you eat, you must have your, a bib on if you're small and you have your knife and fork and boom. So a bib on if you're small and a knife and fork and... Boom. Boom. Uh, what food is particularly... What are you drinking? It's wine. Wine, <laughs> OK. <laughs> What food is particularly bad for you? Cake. Cake. Um, and telephone. Cake and telephone. Um, is there anything we should never eat? Broccoli. Broccoli. Why, why should we never eat broccoli? Because there's we in it. There's we in it. There's we in broccoli. And finally, Thomas Trader, what is the secret to good food? They all have calcium in. So there we have it. Thank you, Thomas Trader. Goodbye, Pooh. Oh, there's two more sections. My God. So which <laughs> which Paul Allen... He's, he's no Bruce Forsyth, is he? <laughs> so which Paul Allen is in the news this week? Um, Paul Allen. The famous one. Yeah. The notorious one. Yeah, the newsworthy one. Yeah. Not the, the one, one that the, used me- to play the for... media are focusing all their attention on that one. Not the, the former footballer who was part of the uh, well, Allen dynasty. You've ruled one of the Paul Allens out. He played for Portsmouth. Thankfully for you, I've written, performed and recorded a little song for you to explain which Paul Allen is in the news. Who are you? Who are you? Who? Paul Allen. Who are you, Paul? You're in the news. Which one? But who are you? And which uh, uh, oh, oh, dear. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you, Paul? Uh, uh, oh, oh, dear. Oh, Paul Allen. Which Paul Allen? Who are you, Paul? Uh, Paul Allen. Played football for Spurs. He's not our one! And another Paul Allen. 
was an American editor. No, not that one. He died in 1826. Well, they call me him then. He liked biscuits. Irrelevant. Another Paul Allen Mm. played bass for Howl. Wrong one. But what is Howl? Well, precisely. It's an Irish band. Okay. And there's another Paul Allen. Okay. Who was an American composer. Nope. Yeah. And there's another Paul Allen. Maybe it's this one. Who was an American botanist. No. It turns out that most Paul Allens are from America. The USA. And another Paul Allen. Maybe this time. Was a co-founder of Microsoft. Bill Gates got a lot of the credit. And another Paul Allen. Still not him. Was that German octopus? You remember the guy. He watched the football. He died in 2010. And predicted the score. But our Paul Allen. Here we go. Is from Aberdeen. Aberdeen. And our Paul Allen. He's tall. He's lean. He's a teacher. But he's also a champion. He's a champion. He's the new Scrabble champion. Of the the UK. Yes, of the UK. Of the UK. That's right. The Abaddonian Mr. Allen, who now lives in Rushton, won the 42nd National Scrabble Championship. Oh, yeah, of course. It's his second talent. Sorry, it's his second title. Well done, Paul Allen. Whom did he beat in the final? Um... Frustrating. I read this news report. I don't remember the name. So it's like guy. a man's name. I do remember Paul Allen said that. Do they have? Do they have like like match names like Wordsworth? No. No. Or Mr. Zoe. Yeah. Or no. The, the, the human thesaurus Smithers. It's, so it's a normal first name, then a normal surname. Okay. Sound like Clive Smith. Yeah. Raj but not Patel. No, and that is normal too, and I'm I'm okay. It can be. I just wanted to. I just wanted to. I wanted to say that name just to see what happened to your face. Uh, You passed that test. Well done. Absolutely. (laughs) He wasn't at all surprised that by the idea a Scrabble player could do that. I remember he said that his opponent had been a pleasure to play against, and that's because his surname is the same as his opponent's first name. Paul. No. Phil. Is it? Oh, you mean Alan? Alan. 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 I thought you meant so. Alan whom? Alan whom? (laughs) Alan (laughs) Hume. He won 3-1, Paul Allen, in the best of five. I remember that much. Yeah, but what was the final score in the final match? What in sort of scores are we talking point. about in Scrabble? Yeah, in oh, no, I don't know. Like probably like 500 or something insane like that. Correct. 503 versus 389. 503 is an extraordinary score. The winning word was, was Bandura. Really? Ramesh, what would you do with a Bandura? I'd lube it first. Uh, <laughs> It gets cut, no I suppose. Why would you lube a Ukrainian lint? Yes. What <laughs> That's what he does. And how not, Mark, how much do you think the prize was? It was something ridiculous considering how hard it is. I think it was five, or not even that, two and a half grand, was it? No, it was one million... One million... Dong. Dong. <laughs> a million dong. And he has That's to keep it... That's your time's up there. You, you, you can't give the answer. He has to keep it in it that currency two and a half well. grand. You're quite right. Two and a half grand. This is the one new story I really <coughs> got interested in. This well, you should yeah. get some points here then because I'm going to say some other words. You've got to say what they mean oh and how many points you think they were worth in the game. So, quick fire. Kernite. What's a kernite, Ramesh? It's a type of rock. Correct. And how many points was it worth? 17. 100. Right. Uh, <laughs> M-E-T-E. M-E-T-E? Yeah, what's that worth? What's that mean, sorry? Um, it means meat, like when you eat animals. <laughs> no, it means to measure. And how many points do you think it got? Oh, I knew that because it's from Shakespeare. Yeah, it's in that. measure to measure. We well, can't say that once anyway. And that was boasting. Saying, yeah. And name dropping. Um, name dropping. Um, it was name Shakespeare. dropping. <laughs> <laughs> 34 points. It was 34 points, yeah. Because yeah. it must have been on a treble. Shrevel. Rummish, shrevel. What, what does shrevel mean? It's what happens to one's penis after a cold shower. <laughs> So it's relating to a sheriff. How many points do you think that was worth? Uh, 
27. 97, so half a point. And then finally, <laughs> finally, finally Connie's. C-O-N-I-I-N-E-S. Yes, I heard that someone used that word. I think well, what it, does it mean? It, it, um, it's something a dog drinks out of. A poisonous alkaloid worth yeah, how many like, points? Like a bowl. 78. 98. Yep, half point. point. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a very meek ending to the quiz, but it's now time to find out the final score, so let's turn to Alex, the co-writer of a story. Who's it going to be read out again by? On uh, Richard Hammond. Richard That's Hammond. not important. Simon, did, Simon Judd did most of the work. It's become important. If, if, if it's good, it's down to him, really. Well, I've, I've just got the prize out of the bag, oh, so wow. the excitement is... It's there, yeah. It's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. It exists it's somewhere. Like, I don't know if I've won, so I don't want to build myself up to it. Yeah. So do you want to do it, are you going to do it in reverse order or forwards order? Well, it doesn't matter, does it? You do it in order of height do it in again. reverse order, then you know who's won, don't you? True, so... Yeah. So I'll just read it how I've been reading it. Is that OK? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Ramesh has got nine points. Points. Mark has got eight points. Okay, and then to build up a bit of attention before well done, you reveal Mark. the winner. Really and the winner is Ramesh. Ramesh. Right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Ramesh, your prize is a James Nockety egg cup. Yeah. It's just unfortunate for him that James Nockety looks <laughs> so much like somebody else that we can't mention. It, when he's in the form of egg cup. And does the. Hello. Uh, oh, it fits absolutely so, perfect. So you've actually won a James Nockety oh. table tennis ball holder. Yeah. So we can all relax. Yeah. Oh. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> that you, will you keep a... that as a talking point on your. Kitchen table? No. Okay. But thank you for the thought. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, do you want to recommend anything? When is your Krakenori program on? I don't actually know when. Useless. Man, no, there's two. There's two per week. Krakenori yeah, starts so, yeah. on the 18th of this month or whatever month you're listening to. Just watch all of them. Just <laughs> yeah. watch all of them, and then okay. you get to see. So you'll eventually Bye. find if you see Hammond, that's the one. Yeah. Don't make those eyes at me. Sexy eyes. <laughs> he can't help it. His face doesn't react. They're very young eyes, though. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're new actually. They're new. I had a transplant. Mark, what have you got coming up? This is a sort of for you guys, really. This is. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, give me something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on celebrity we'll, mastermind. We'll be cut. Are you? Are you next week? Yeah. Are you? Well, what's I'm your, what's your... Uh, the Canterbury Tales? Okay. Uh, Romesh, what have you got coming up? <laughs> uh, doing stand up for the week. Oh yeah. Every Friday on Channel I think it's pronounced stand up for the week, isn't it? Stand up for the week? I think so. Stand up for yeah, the week. Yeah, it's a humanitarian show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be nice. Yeah, stand up for the rights of the week. Yeah. Yeah. You excited about that? Yeah, very excited. Yeah. yeah. He's in a permanent state of excitement. Yeah. yeah. Clutching his uh, egg cup. So thanks, <laughs> thanks for... Um, <laughs> thanks for coming, everyone. And uh, we're now going to uh, have... We're all going to rise, and if all listeners could rise for the closing music. I have broken news And I have broken news We have broken news Thank you for listening This is the end bit There's just a clear sound left now Now That was the glissando big goodbye Alex Horn Breaks the News is a Pixie production for Dave and it was produced by Joel Porter 
Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your search history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I don't want this one. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.